I'm one of the pastors here, and it is so good to see you on a Christmas Sunday morning. We're expecting snow tonight. Does it get any better than this? Does it get any better? Yes. Can we just take a moment and appreciate the stage, too? What do you think about this stage design? Yeah. It looks awesome. Thank you to Barb Hires, to Karen Wallace. I think Robin Pelletier's been here. I've seen Tammy Hartman. Anyone else I'm missing? Tina has been here. Ed has been here working on last night. He was hanging stuff. So thank you to all that, that worked so hard on this um, stage design. So we are starting a new series this morning. It's called God With Us. And we're going to be talking about the power of this concept called uh, <laughs> Incarnation, that's the word I'm looking for. I was thinking Advent. No, that's the wrong word. Um, The power of this word incarnation, where God came from heaven and came to earth as a person to dwell with us. So this morning, we're going to be starting off in a verse that we'll read for every Sunday morning in in the whole series. It's a a verse out of Matthew where it talks about, um, says, look, the virgin will conceive a child She will give birth to a son, and they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, there's been a little bit of a debate going on amongst us as a staff and and as people working on the design team. How many of you came in and looked at Emmanuel and thought it was misspelled? You can be honest. Anybody? Yeah. So you thought it should have started with what? An E. So I would have thought so, too, until I'm preparing my message and I'm looking in the Word of God right now, people, the Word of God. Like, you're not going to argue with the Word of God, are you? And it says with an I. So later in the series, I'm sure Pastor Ed will come and, and enlighten us all because he, he's our local historian. He's going to go back into the Hebrew and the Greek and explain why it's an I versus an E or an E versus an I. But just suffice it to say that, okay, they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So what does it mean, God with us? This Christmas season is an amazing season that we find ourselves in because now more than ever at the Christmas season, we've got creasters. Do you know what a creaster is? Yeah, Gary Potovan, I thought he coined this term when he came and gave his testimony, but it's someone that attends church at Christmas and Easter. All right, so if you have friends or family or co-workers that are creasters, like this is the time for you to invite them to come to church. What's that? Christos? Even better, Christos, okay, whatever. Whatever turns you on, whatever floats your boat, we'll have invite cards for you next week. And I'd love for you to invite people. Hey, can we just give a hand clap for Dave Alkovitz? Dave is in the house today, yes. So if you don't know the story, Dave was diagnosed a couple of weeks ago. With he, his body went septic because he got a block in his kidney. It was very serious. They, f- they air-flighted him down to Leahy Clinic. The church prayed for him, and Dave is with us today as a miracle and testimony to the Lord. So that is awesome to see. So God's with us. It's, you know, sometimes we feel like God is closest to us when we're on the mountaintop, right? But what does it look like when we're in the valley? Anybody ever gone through a valley or maybe you're going through a valley now? Yeah, it's, it's hard when you're going through the valley to say God is with us. But this morning we're going to be talking about God is with us in the valley. And, th- and there's a reason that God is with us all the time, right? As his word says that he'll never leave us or forsake us. But it's hardest for us sometimes to feel like God is close when, when we're in the middle of the valley. And, and I remember a time where I felt like I was on my mountaintop. Meg and I were, were part of a ministry a number of years ago called Family Life, and, and we brought in this weekend to remember into the state of New Hampshire for year after year after year. And, and being on the leadership team, they invited us to go to training, 
But the training was on a cruise. Now, if you're going to have training, that's my idea of training, right? Let's all go on a ship and, and cruise in the Caribbean and, and, you know, tell me anything you want. Just, to, like, do it at night, not during the day, right? Because I want to be out in the sun. So we're on this cruise. We're having a mountaintop experience. And a little aside, my mom was going in for surgery. It wasn't going to be a big deal. She was getting a heart valve replaced. She'd had it done before. This was going to be the minimally invasive kind of surgery. So, okay, yeah, that's happening. Not ideal to be out at sea when your mom's having surgery. But, okay, it's, it's all going to be good. So, if you remember a number of years ago, if you've been on cruises, it was not easy like it is now to get internet on the boat. You had to buy it. You had to go to a special place, the internet cafe. You couldn't just get it on your phone anywhere, anytime. So I was checking in during the day. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, she's still in surgery. All right, a couple hours later, she's still in surgery. Was it supposed to be this long? I didn't think so. And, but you're waiting for the emails to come back. And anyway, long story short, I, I finally got the word, all right, she's out of surgery, but the surgery was really rough. And, and they're not sure if she's going to make it. And right now, she's not responding. She's in a coma. And we've got to pray. So how do you go to sleep? When, when you've been so excited for, we're on a cruise, just my wife and I, our four kids are, are at home with Tom and Maddie, and, and now I get the news about my mom. She's in a coma. So, so that's, what it, that's how fast you can go from a mountaintop to a valley. Now, it, it may not happen that fast for you, but, but if you have kids, it's just one crazy, stupid decision your kid makes, and your mountaintop can become a valley in a hurry, right? We, we've all gone through these experiences where a, one bad choice and we're in the valley. Or, and it may not even be us. It may be something that someone else did. And, and we find ourselves in the valley. So how do we take, how do we find God in the middle of the valley? Now, when you look in Scripture, valleys are really interesting places in Scripture. Right? So valleys represent places in the Old Testament where battles took place. We, we see that the Israelites would battle other people, but they'd always do it in the valley. Valleys can be seasons for some of us. They're, they're desperate times. They're lonely times. We, we might be suffering and battling with depression. That's very real. We, we have a time in the Old Testament we can see Elijah. Right, right after he won a, an amazing victory against the prophets of Baal, he goes to his lonely place and he, he cries out to God, God, just take me because I feel like I'm the only prophet left on the face of the earth. And it wasn't true, but he felt alone, and it was a very real aloneness. But the good news is this, that God is with us in the valley. We're, we're not alone. He never leaves us or forsakes us. So this morning, we're going to be exploring these set of verses, Psalm 84, 5 through 7. And we're just going to park in these three verses this morning. I may be going to bring in a few other verses, but let's start by reading this together. And it talks about a valley. It says this in verse 5, Blessed are those whose strength is in you whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains, autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Would you bow your heads with me and pray? God, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you that your word is living, it's active. Lord, it, it is sharper than a two-edged sword. And we pray for your Holy Spirit to illuminate your word to our hearts, God. Would you personalize this word to each one of us? You know what is needed with each person here, God. And we open up our hearts to the voice of your spirit today and pray, Father, that you be glorified in this message and that you would speak your truths right to us, that we would leave changed in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Valley of Baca. Have you ever heard that term before, the Valley of Baca? Right, I, I did some research. Why is it called the Valley of Baca? So, so valleys are very arid and very dry places. And there's a particular tree you would find. It was called the balsam. It was a balsam tree. 
And the, the balsam tree, whenever it would ooze sap, it would make like a tear. So sometimes you see the Valley of Baca referred to as the Valley of Tears. It translated that in some translations or the Valley of Sorrow. But what we find in these valleys is that God says this, blessed are those whose strength is in you. Now there's a distinction this morning. Some of us are followers of Jesus Christ. You've made him the Lord of your life. You can say as well as I can that that there's a strength we have in God. Our strength is in him. But if you're here and you don't know Jesus personally, today could be your day. Today would be the day that you say, I need, a, I need a relationship with this Jesus because there's a time in all of our lives where we run out of strength, right? Have you ever felt that? I, I remember a time when I was younger. I have twin brothers that are five years older than me and a, an oldest brother that's nine years older than me. So when I was younger, they'd be down in the basement lifting weights and I was kind of too young to lift weights. Like the weight they were lifting, I just couldn't lift that kind of weight. But I went down there one time and I'm like, hey, I, I want to get on in the action, right? They're all lifting weights and they're spotting one another and doing all this stuff. So they take all the weights off the bar just to see, can I lift the bar? And I like get it down and I'm like, ah! And I'm pushing, pushing, and it's really not going anywhere because I was young. Oh, well, that's my excuse anyway, right? But um, so I'm pushing, and, and one brother's on one side of the bar, one brother's on the other, and they're cheering me on. Come on, it's all you. You got this. You got this. The, the reality is it wasn't all me. I wasn't doing anything. wasn't going anywhere. They were pulling it up, right? But they were making me feel like it was all me. And see, that's the strength that we have as believers. You're trying to lift the bar, and you can't. It's like... It's too heavy. But that's when we, we cry out to the Spirit of God, and he's like, it's all you, and the Holy Spirit is just lifting the bar for us. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, that we can have that strength. But it comes from knowing Jesus, right? We, you can't say, God, give me your strength if you don't have a relationship with him, right? And, and at Shiloh, our vision is this, to know God, to find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And we're parked in this first statement here, to know God. What does it look like to know God, not just on the mountaintop, but to know him in the valley and to know him as your personal Lord and Savior, right? That's, that's when we can say, blessed are those whose strength is in you. So we can say this, if we know Jesus, that we may enjoy him on the mountaintops, but we get to know him in the valley, right? If you've, if you've spent any time in life at all as a believer, you know that the mountaintops are awesome, but the times you've grown most in your faith have usually been in the valleys. That's my testimony. That's testimony of a lot of people that I know. Um, it's at those times when we're trying to push the bar and we can't, and we sense the Holy Spirit come in and just take the bar and bring it all the way up. We're like, oh my gosh, God is real. Like he's there. He's with me. He's present. Second Corinthians 12.9 says this, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Do you know that God's strength is made perfect in weakness? But maybe it's because we're Yankees, or maybe it's just because that's who we are in our culture. But so many of us want to be self-made. We, we, wanna, we don't want to ask for help. We don't want to reach out to anyone like, no, I can do this myself. I'll just, I'll just buckle down and work harder. And God didn't create us to be independent. He created us to be dependent on him. He created us to live in community, but we try to do it by ourselves. And I don't know why. Maybe it's just the, the lie of the enemy of why we try to do that. But blessed are those whose strength is found in God. Now I want to look at 84.5 in the New Living. Because it says, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord. What joy 
for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who set their minds on a pilgrimage. So let's look at two things. The pilgrimage, it's a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, right? So what is a pilgrimage? It's, it's a journey that we're on, and we're, we're all on this journey, but what's the destination? The destination is Jerusalem, right? We find in Scripture, Jerusalem is referred to as the city of refuge. It was also referred to as the place of peace. So one commentary would say this. It says, to get to the city of refuge, you had to travel through the valley of tears. Isn't that awesome to think about? Okay, we're, we're going through a valley of tears, but there's a destination. We're on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So there's times where we may have to journey through a, through a barren place. Dave in the hospital, you know what? He wasn't feeling it when he's in the hospital. He's like, yeah, you're all talking too loud. Get out of my, get out of my room. That's what he told to me and Angela. It was hilarious. Well, not for him, but for us it was. Um, but like that was a valley that he was in. He was journeying through something. But there's a joy that we can have as we push through to the valley. But it also says we're not just on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. We've got to set our minds on that pilgrimage. We have a choice of what we set our minds to today, right? Are are we going to fix our minds on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith? Are we going to put our minds on our problems? And we're just going to start to stare our situation and, and just be depressed and be down about it, right? What we think about, it matters so much. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. In Philippians 4, 8, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, right? We set our minds on who Jesus is, and, and that's how we journey, and we're journeying with a destination. We're going to Jerusalem. So let's look at verse 6. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. So here's some good news. As they pass through, right? We're, we're not intended. The valley's not the destination, right? We're just passing through the valley. And we're on our way. We're on this pilgrimage to Jerusalem. But Jerusalem's the destination, not the valley. The valley's not the destination. But we do pass through the valley a lot of times, right? And, and what do we find David saying in Psalms? He goes, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me, right? God is with us in the mountaintop. God's with us in the valley. But he's taking us through the valley. It's not, we don't park in the valley, all right? So if you're parked in the valley, God never intended you for, to be parked in the valley. God wants you to go through the valley, and he wants you to head on towards Jerusalem. But we set our minds on who he is, and, and we know that the valley is not our destination. It's, the, it's Jerusalem, and it's our destination. So when we're in a dry place, what is it that we need? It says they make it a place of springs, isn't that amazing to think in a dry, arid valley that God could make it a place of strings, but uh, of springs? But how do how do those springs come, and, and how can we catch the water? There's times when I've been down to Haiti, and you know there's not a lot of wells in Haiti, so this is what they do: they they put gutters out on on anything that's got a roof, and they have all that water funneling into a big 55 gallon barrel or maybe a cistern, and and they catch the rainwater because. It, it, you know, when it rains, they want, they want to keep all that. So, so how do we, in the middle of our valley, how do we find that place of spring? What, what do we do? We make a container. That's what we do, right? I, I think God has a place for all of us. Right in the middle of the valley, right in the middle of, of where, where it might seem dry, 
that God wants us to, to make that container. So how do we make a container? What would that look like to make a container in the middle of our valley? You know, I, I think the best way we can do that is we spend time in prayer. We spend time in God's word, right? This is what I see and what I've drawn near to God in, in the middle of my valley. I, I go to a scripture like James 4, 8, where it says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So, you know, sometimes we're in a valley and it's a valley of our own doing. It's a bad choice we made. But God's got to bring us through the consequence of that valley before we can get on our way to Jerusalem. And it starts with us cleansing. It starts with us saying, okay, God, I'm a sinner, and I'm sorry I blew it, but Lord, would you forgive me? We cleanse our hands. We purify our hearts. But God promises that if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. We find this in Jeremiah 29, 13, that if you seek me, you'll find me when you seek me with all of your heart. See, a lot of us, we may be seeking God, but we've never said, God, I'm going to give you my life. I'm going to give you my all. Right? That's how you find God. When you say, Jesus, you, you laid down your life for me. I'm going to give you all of my life back. And, and we say, Jesus, would you live in me? Would you live through me? That's what it means to have a relationship with God. If you seek him like that, you're going to find him. You know, the thing about God moving in our lives and us making this container is that God, God doesn't, we can't make a container in a rush, right? God, God doesn't normally work through our busyness. He doesn't normally work through our, our wanting to get from point A to point B, but that's what we want to do. We want to kind of jump over the valley and just bypass it all together. But, but God has got to take us through the valley. So think about Moses in the wilderness, and he goes up to a burning bush, what would happen if he was in his car driving 70 miles an hour and just saw the burning bush out of the window? And it's like, oh, that's cool. That's a burning bush. No, he went to the burning bush and God's like, stay a while. Take off your shoes. It's holy ground, right? We, we want to rush through the valley, but God sometimes wants us to find that place where we make a container and we can receive what he has. And, and like God had to speak to Moses in the valley to take him through where he was going to bring him on his way to Jerusalem. And God does that for you and me too. So now remember that story when I got the news that night on the cruise ship, right? I spent most of the night just laying awake praying. And I remember the next day, like you're waiting for the email to tell you what's going on. And I email and I'm not getting anything back. And that's never a good sign when you're not getting anything back. And, and later I got an email that said, actually, I don't even know if I got an email. Maybe I just picked up myself. I know I picked up my cell phone and just paid the money. And, and called my brother and said, hey, what's going on? And, and I come to find out later that day, long story short, my mom um, was in the hospital. She was unresponsive. There's a number of my siblings around with her. And, and one sister, they were waiting on one sister to get there. And when my sister got there, she just started to cheer my mom on and say, look, mom, if you want to go to be in heaven, to be with Jesus, like we release you. We, we give you up. And at that moment, my mom just went and, and she went into eternity and she passed away. So here I get this news, and I'm, I'm in the middle of nowhere on a cruise ship. And I'm like, what do I do? You know what I did? I turned to the Word of God. And, and my mom, many years ago, had written scriptures to read when someone dies in her Bible, and I had those written in my Bible. And I got together my wife and another couple that we knew really well on the cruise, and we just spent some time around the Word of God, just reading His Word and letting it sink into our souls. And you know, the truth is, I, there was no lightning bolt that day. There, there was no angel that came down and visited me. But at the end of that time, I felt comfort and I felt grace like I've never received before. And, it, and it's been such a sweet experience to take out of 
out of the comfort that I've received, I've been able to comfort so many others with those scriptures throughout the years. But that's where it was born, where I was in a valley and I needed to make a container and I just started to give God the sacrifice of praise right in the middle of that valley and go around his word and take his word and, and make it my own. And then this is what we see if we look on to verse 7. It says, they go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. So as we're on the journey through the valley, New Living says it this way. It says they continue to grow stronger as they're walking through the valley, right? That God has strength for us in the middle of the valley, but it comes from us making a container because he's going to give us springs of strength. Are, we, are you making a container to catch the springs this morning, right? That's, that's where I want you to go, that, that we, would have, we would have that ability to say, God, I, I need you, and, I, and I, I need you in my life. But the truth is, it wasn't just that the valley was that day that I heard the news about my mom passing away. I had to walk through a season because I was her executor. Now, I told you, I'm the youngest in my family. It's a big deal for the youngest to start to tell all the older brothers and sisters what we're doing and how we're doing it. They're not used to listening to me, the pipsqueak, right? But, but I've got to step up, and, and I needed to, to find God in a fresh way and in a new way because it was, it was an unusual thing for me to start to now lead the rest of the family. But God was with me. It was, it was an amazing time. And I was certainly finding that I had to draw on his strength. It wasn't my own strength. But in the middle of the valley... There's a scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will in you. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Did you know that that's God's will for you? To give thanks? And you say, well, I can give God thanks on the mountaintop, but I, I can't give him thanks in the middle of the valley. No, no, we can. We can give him a sacrifice of praise. And I, and I believe this morning that there's some of us, we're in a valley and maybe your way of finding a container this morning is you just got to start giving God a sacrifice of praise and saying, God, I don't understand. God, I don't, I don't know the reason why. Maybe I'll never understand the reason why. But Father, your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts, God. And I'm going to trust you right in the middle of my situation because you're sovereign, God, and, and I'm not. And if you can come to the Lord and understand his sovereignty and, and his incarnation, that he says... The virgin will be with child and his name will be Emmanuel, which is God with us. God is with us, whether on the mountaintop or on the valley. He's here with us today. And, and God wants us to receive his strength. He wants us to receive his love. He wants us to receive his comfort. Whatever it is you need, God's saying, I'm here with you today. The valley's not our destination this morning. The valley's a place that we're walking through and, and we're on a pilgrimage to, to, to Jerusalem. So as we close this, this morning, we've talked about a lot of things. That God's with us in the valley. Blessed whose strength is in you. You know, if you're here this morning and you're trying to push that bar and you're like, this situation is too much. Don't, it's, we're, we're not made to do it by ourselves. We're made to live life in community. We're, we're made to find the strength of Jesus that's made absolutely perfect in our weakness. But sometimes you have to say, I'm weak, God. I, I need your strength. And just reach out your hands to him and say, Lord, would you fill me today? What is your mind set on this morning? Right? So many of us, we have situations and it's the situation is, is all that we see because we're right up close. Ask God to give you perspective. If you just lift a couple of feet off the situation and see it from God's eyes, he's got it. He, he, he's not surprised by what we're going through. 
He's got the situation, but what's your mind set on? Set it on him this morning. You may be passing through a valley, but you forgot to underline the word through. Right, God? The valley's not the destination. God's going to get you to the other side. I promise you, if you put your trust in the Lord today, he will give you the strength to get you through. But here's the question this morning. Who's your trust in? If you're trusting in yourselves, there's, there comes a point where your strength fails. You, you don't have it anymore. You need the strength of Jesus Christ in your life. So if you're here this morning and like, Greg, you're, you're mentioning a number of times in your sermon about a relationship with Jesus, about trusting in Jesus. I don't have that trust. I don't have that faith. You know, would you come down after service? Would you, would you talk to someone here at the altar? We'd love to introduce you to who Jesus is and show you how you can have the same faith and trust and make him real. But we're passing through the valley. And God desires us to make a container right where we are. Right? We make that container in prayer. We make that container by reading his word and applying his word. We make that container by praising. Would you stand with me as we close today? Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I believe there's a presence of God this morning that, that some of us were going through a valley. And, and I, wanna, I want you to know that as a community of believers, we're here with you as you go through this valley. So if you're here, would you be honest with yourself and with God, more importantly, to raise your hand and let me know. Are you going through a valley this morning? Yeah, just keep your hands up. And, you know, I think it would be a great expression as a body of believers. If you see someone with a hand raised next to you, and there's a lot of hands raised, so this may be hard, but if you see someone with a hand raised, would you go lay a hand on them this morning and just minister to them? And I'm going to pray for everyone with a hand raised. Because it's something weird about Christmas time. It it can be a really tough time for, for all of us. But I want you to know that God is with us through the valley. He's here. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I... I thank you, Lord, that your spirit can put a hand on people that have their hands raised, even if we can't get a physical hand on them. God, you can get a hand on them. And Lord, we turn to you right in the midst of our valley, God, and we cry out to you, Lord Jesus. Jesus, we need to know you as our strength. We, we need to go from strength to strength, God. Would you give us a sense, Lord, that we're passing through the valley. We're not parked here forever, God. It might seem so long that we feel like we're, we're not even moving anymore. But God, we surrender our lives to you, Father. We, we look to you now. We put our eyes on you. We set our minds on you, God. And I thank you, Lord, that you will cause each situation to move, that we will pass through this valley. Lord, you're, we're in the test of the testimony, God. We declare that in Jesus' name, that these tests will turn into testimonies in the name of Jesus, God. So I, I speak your presence to each one with a hand raised, Father, that you would be near to them today, that you're God with us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, and we pray in your name. Amen. So if you're here this morning and, and you don't know Jesus, would you come forward and let us, let us pray with you? And if you need prayer for anything else, we'd love to pray for you as well. So have a great day and be safe in the snow tonight.